welcome to the next edition of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. My name is Mark Harris. I am Enterprise Doctor and I am delighted that I have as my guest today, Isabel Harris of Isabel Harris Business Support. How are you? I'm very well, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on today. Good. It's really, it's, it's, well, I can't say it's a pleasure because we haven't done it yet, but I'm, <laughs> I know you fairly well and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a pleasure. For the benefit of the listeners, I'm going to share that, yes, Isabel does have the same surname as me and no, we're not related in any way. We have looked at our family trees and there's just no connection at all. So it is just a coincidence in case you think I'm guilty of nepotism. It's not <laughs> the case. But if your surname is Harris, I'll be happy to have you on the show as well perhaps if you have some interesting businessy things to say. So Isabel, your company is Isabel Harris Business Support. I'm guessing you sort of do what it says on the tin, but but people support businesses in different ways. So tell me about your business, please. Tell the listeners a little bit about your business, please. And what I'd really like to know is different different people have different definitions of the word success. And I'd really like to know for you and for your business, what's your definition of success and to what extent are you achieving it? Okay, so uh, my business, when I set up, I decided to brand myself as a virtual assistant because I decided it was a sort of useful umbrella term and that everybody would understand what it was. I very quickly realized that actually what I do, what I offer and the ways in which I work with businesses are much more than a virtual assistant. And therefore, I stuck business support onto the onto the name. I tend to work with businesses in many different sectors and I support them in lots of different ways. So it could be something as big as finding new premises and doing an office move. It could be as small as managing an inbox for them and anything in between. So I do online presentations for people. I do proofreading. I create document templates for them. I've recently started creating a business operations manual, which can be as hefty as you like, but it's essentially a template, uh, which is really useful for any business of any size. But small businesses in particular are finding this useful because they are a one-band band and they know everything that they need to do and they store it in their head yeah. And if they were to go under a bus, nobody would be able to take over. No. So the purpose of the business operations manual is literally a handbook that somebody else could just pick up and say, okay, it's the 15th of the month, therefore I need to pay this supplier. It's Tuesday, therefore we're going to put something out on LinkedIn. Whatever it might be, they can okay. do it. Here are the passwords. Here's the contact list. Here's the client list. Let's get in touch with people and just say, Mr. X has gone under a bus. He's going to be back next week. We wanted to let you know. Hey, and, I, and I guess that is just to, to pick up on that aspect of the many things that you do. I guess you have to have structure in order for that to be able to happen. If you said to me, hey, Mark, let's do that for Enterprise Doctor, it would be a nightmare for you to do it. No no. No day is the same. I do have some routine things that I'll do every Friday. I'll set up my Hootsuite scheduled tweets for the next week kind of thing when I follow my own procedures. But as a generality, my my life is all over the place. I have fingers in many pies. So there's no structure. So for me, would you disagree with the statement that says I'm not a good client for you on that particular 
aspect of your work uh, and what would worry me if I was somebody who was very structured and whatever, and I, I get the fact that somebody might need to step into my shoes at some point, how, how long does that take for you to go through everything? Cause you can't write it down cause you don't know it. So you and I have to work together on that presumably. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the first thing to say, Mark, is that you'd be an excellent client. Really? Uh, any, anybody is an excellent client, but you in particular, <laughs> you'd be amazing. Um, it's partly because if you have no structure or you believe you have no structure, it makes it even harder for somebody to take over because they couldn't, for example, look back at your social media posts and see that you're posting something every Tuesday and something a little bit different on a Thursday because there isn't a pattern. Mm. But you still want to keep that social media presence going. So the first thing I'd say to you would be, what is your tone of voice? Let's get that down in writing. What sort of pictures do you like using if you use pictures? Is it stock images? Is it pictures of you at work? How is somebody going to get into your social media account? Mm. They need your passwords. Where do you store your passwords? Okay, you haven't got to give them all of the passwords. But if you use a password manager, for example, they're going to need the master password to get into Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that might be under lock and key. It might be with your wife, whatever. Um, But if you have absolutely nothing written down, then nobody can help you. If you have something written down, they can do something. Interesting. And I guess I work with a lot of one man and one woman businesses, not exclusively, but a lot of them are. And there comes a point where they're going to take on their first employee. And we have conversations about the job specification for that employee. What, what, what's that new person going to do? Well, clearly they're going to do things that the one person used to do when you're one man or one woman. When you're a solopreneur, that's the word. When you're a solopreneur, you do the strategy and the implementation and the finance and the sales and the marketing and make the tea. So it's about structuring the job for the new person to ideally take away all the things that you don't want to do or the things that you're not good at or both. And they do those things and you're left doing the things that you're good at and, and that you like doing. So how do you communicate to them? This is your job. This is your structure. This is your whatever. And if there's, if you've done that work to get that business, what do you call it? A business operational business operations manual business operations manual was a beautiful piece of, of terminology business operations manual you can say okay here's the bit about making the tea this is how i like my tea this is how often i like my tea that's but now part of your job spec exactly i mean imagine how much easier it would be to onboard a new member of staff if you can say here's the manual not everything's in it but actually the stuff that is in it is really important because I've already thought about it and I've written it yeah. down and I've written down the way in which I want it to happen. Yeah. And there I, are going I, to be lots of other things to add. Clearly. Yeah, And I have, and let's talk about some other stuff in a second, but I have worked mm-hmm. with people as well whose businesses I perceive and they perceive as eminently franchisable. And if you're going to say to somebody, I have made a success of this. And if you replicate what I do, there's no reason you shouldn't also make a success of it. Then the potential franchisee says, lovely. How do I replicate that? And if the answer is, here's the business operations manual, that's how you replicate it. Absolutely. But I think the critical thing here is that the business operations manual has got to be unique to the business. And that's why when I work with the clients on it, I either sit down with them 
and we go through everything individually and I ask them questions and they tell me stuff. And as they're telling me stuff, they go, oh, and there's this. I forgot about that as well. <laughs> so talking it through always brings additional ideas or even, yeah. ah, it would be so much better if we did it this way. I've been doing it this other way for years and years, but now you really made me think about it. I'm going to change the process because I think Lovely. this is going to be more efficient. Lovely. Okay, it is my fault. We went off down a little rabbit hole there. Let me drag you back to a question that I asked before. Is your business successful? How do you define success? And, and you know, it's, it's tough times out there for some people. Is it tough times for you right now or are you still enjoying success? Mm, so many questions. Um, I know. I'm, okay. I'm really good at the questions. It's the answers <laughs> that I struggle with. I'm going to try and answer as many of those questions as I can. If you had asked me that question six or eight weeks ago, I would have defined the success of my business probably in terms of income, number of clients, number of happy clients, particularly, which is all of them, by the way. Yeah. Things have, have changed. <laughs> yeah, did, of course. Did they say that? That's the question. <laughs> I'm Luckily, sure I've seen your yeah, I've seen your recommendations on LinkedIn. They do say that. <laughs> Times have changed and success the definition of success has therefore changed a little bit for a lot of people. I guess I'm looking at the moment in terms of getting through the current situation and I need to kind of turn that round and say, no, actually I'm not just getting through it. I'm being successful in getting through it. So what does success look like? Well, at the beginning of this year, everybody was relieved that 2019 was over and 2020 was going to be so much better. My plans for the year were to double my turnover and take on some freelancers and really expand my business. Okay. That's sort of been reevaluated a little bit <laughs> in light of recent events. And I'm going to take some words from Einstein now, which are that I strive not to be a success, but rather to be a value. Ooh. And this is really coming to the fore right now because I am busy. I'm still working with probably about 50% of my clients because they still have clients themselves. And I'm filling the rest of my time with the combination of networking, which I still believe is of great value at this time, but also I'm supporting a charity and I'm working for a not-for-profit group. So in, in those terms, I'm being of value to those people. And networking isn't all about finding new people and finding leads for my business. It's about helping other people and helping them to promote themselves on social media or putting them in touch with somebody who they could work with or find assistance from. The same thing applies really to the charity and the not-for-profit uh, but it's sort of to a lesser extent, really. But I'm being of value to them at a time when I have spare time to be yes. able to help them. Your definition of success before the virus is different to your definition. Now your plan for the future hasn't happened. <laughs> so one day, hopefully one day soon, this is recorded on the 29th of April. So, you know, we, we think we've got at least another couple of weeks of lockdown left, but hopefully sometime in the future, this will all be a thing of the past. 
do you, I, I, I'm guessing you don't have a crystal ball, but if you did and looked into it, what future do you think you see for Isabel Harris business support? Do you see yourself reverting to, okay, now I can go back to that plan that I had to expand, to take on contractors, to do this, do that, or has your definition of future success, the thing you're going to aim for, has that changed? I'd still like to aim for the same goals that I had at the beginning of this year, albeit shifting them out a year or whatever it might be, simply because I had a lot of business, the business was growing, there comes a point where clients come and request my help and I would simply not be able to help them because my hands are full. So therefore taking on associates and kind of cloning myself, if you like, enables me to help all of those people in the same way that I, that I currently do. If I had a crystal ball, well, I'd be a millionaire, wouldn't I? So I wouldn't need my business <laughs> if I knew what was going to happen. You wouldn't need it, but you might still want it. Yeah, I probably would want it. I really enjoy what I do. Um, I think I get an awful lot of satisfaction from helping people do what they want to do and which, where they don't actually have the time or the inclination or the skill set to be able to do it for themselves. Mm. So there's always going to be that. And so to answer the question, what's it going to look like in the future? There are always going to be businesses who need help of some description. Yes. So the typical one man band starts up their business. They do whatever it is they're good at making widgets. Then they've got to do all the extra bits that go with running a business. They've got to do the paperwork. They've got to do the email. They've got to do the communication, the networking, the social media, the accounts, every, anything and everything that's not actually making the widgets. Yep. So if I take all of those supporting tasks from them, it frees them up. So they've now got twice the amount of time. They can make twice the number of widgets and service twice the number of clients and grow their business. Yeah. And that's always going to happen. It's going to take some time for us to come out of the economic situation that we're in. And I'm, I'm definitely not going to predict how long that's going to take. <laughs> Very wise, madam. Very wise. <laughs> but we will come out of it. And I think because everybody, well, not everybody, almost everybody is currently working at home, working remotely. People completely understand what that is now and how it works. Yes. Whereas two months ago, people, some people had real difficulty in understanding what a virtual assistant was and how on earth they would work with one. It, yes. How am I going to work with somebody who doesn't even come to my office? Yes, 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 who I've potentially never met. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, there are some, some interesting which we can maybe talk about another day, but, but how you educate people to deal with someone virtual, someone remote, as opposed to a face-to-face -face relationship. That's a whole different topic. But for today, I think that will do us nicely. That's been really interesting. I will be interested to maybe talk to you again in six months and see how your definition of the future pans out. I did say just now that, that we may well be in lockdown for another two weeks, three weeks, we don't know. But I think that you are right that the impact on the economy over the 
the recent period has been appalling and that does not revert to normal overnight. It will get back to normal. The, the world has recovered from every downturn and recession and turned it into boom and fabulousness. And that will happen again this time. But what we don't know is when, how long that will take, how effective it will be, how quickly. And hopefully it will all be very good. But I do think that there will be many things that people will do differently. And I think that remote working will be much greater than before. And I think that the use of support people like yourself will be greater than before. I think those two things are habits that people are getting into now and they will, I predict, realise and accept that those are good working practices. So we shall see. Let's make a date for um, October. We'll review how right we both were. We shall see. Isabel Harris, thank you. Listeners, you have been listening to Isabel Harris of Isabel Harris Business Support. If you like some of the things that she said and think that the kind of business support that she offers might help you and your business, her contact details, website, etc. are in the notes within the podcast app that you're listening to this on. And if you want to get in touch with her, please do click on those clickable links and you have also been listening to me mark harris of enterprise doctor i do advice and support for businesses and some links to get in touch with me to talk about that or to talk about this show or any of my other shows or you being a possible future guest i'm always happy to hear from people on any of those topics But for now, I'm going to say thank you again to Isabel Harris. I hope it was as good as you hoped it was going to be. It was absolutely enjoyable. Thank you so much. Good. I like it when people enjoy these things. For now, I'm going to say thank you very much to the listeners for listening. Don't forget, you can, if you're a new listener, you can go back and listen to previous episodes on the app. And please do stay with us and listen to future episodes. We've got some good ones lined up. I'm not going to spoil surprises, but there's some good stuff lined up. Almost as good as Isabel was. There you go. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you again another day.